0: Uh in the meantime, let's kick it back to us. <laughs> do, 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 do.
1: You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokémon Go. Thank you for listening.
0: Dino, dino, we all want a valuable research breakthrough.
2: An upcoming incense day lets you bring home the bacon.
1: Steelix yourselves for a new mega evolution. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 171, yet another Thursday. I'm your host, Chris. Hang on a second. No, I'm not. This is Kyle here. Chris is not actually with me today. Instead, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Fish on a Heater, hey, and DeFi 250. Hello. How are you two doing today?
0: Uh so I'm I'm great. I uh woke up very shortly ago um and I'm like, "Oh, today's a great day. I get to record with Kyle and DeFi on my favorite podcast."
2: I know I have been loving seeing people share their Spotify wrapped and sharing that they've been listening to the GoCast podcast that has been so much fun so that was something I got to see today that kind of made my day so I'm doing great too excited to be here today with the both of you
1: the Spotify rap being shared on our discord has just absolutely made my week all of the people with like I listened to 90 episodes this year I'm like we only released like 34 <laughs> what do you mean? But the Spotify wrapped is also really cool to look at your own listening habits.
0: I was impressed to see how much you guys have grown in the last year. It was up like, what, what was it like, um, uh, up 63% listening hours or something like that?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. We like our episodes are like 27% longer as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder I, why I, that would be I, I, I...
1: Think, I think that is entirely <laughs> related to a certain specific section, which turned a year not that long ago.
2: I know it was cool. We got we this is the first Spotify wrapped where the PVP corner was around for that whole year, which is pretty cool.
1: But anyways, Chris is not here this week. He had previous obligations with work and also a vacation plan. So he just decided he was going to step back. We're stepping up. Well, I'm just kind of taking a half step up, I suppose. (laughs) This is weird, by the way, being on this side of the conversation. I know. I was like, "Who's gonna
0: be the anchor? Like, is I, is Carl gonna maintain the same role, and one of us will will
1: like introduce the segments, or is Carl gonna take the Chris role?" Uh, I'm gonna do my best Chris impersonation, and it will probably be awful.
0: <laughs> You've got to uh, learn to laugh like Doctor Hibbert.
1: <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Now, I didn't get to listen to last week's episode unfortunate you were on fish did chris finagle you into setting goals for yourself at the end of the episode uh look thankfully no ah. <laughs> he was mercifully short with that <laughs> all right well then i have some goals i need to review for my last week and i also have chris's goals that he gave me and his results too so first up we're gonna go for chris because i always go first goal was 30 shinies From the last community day, it's been it's been a while. And he did that. 50 eggs hatched. He said big yes, probably hatched like 95. I don't want to know. (laughs) 300,000 experience. Also big yes. I'm pretty sure he got like 1.2 million or something like that. Wow. And 25 kilometers. He got that this week. So So uh, Chris Chris is four for four. So this is not good for me right here. (laughs) i had 20 shinies caught i did that at the buzzer this was one of the worst shiny rates for community Day for me in a long time i think i was playing and at like an hour and a half left i had like eight shinies Oof. so and i played the entire six hours of the event basically and then i got 12 basically in a row in the last 40 minutes it was it was great and also awful you?
0: That's a, a comeback in the last quarter.
1: Uh, 50 eggs hash. I absolutely did not do that. I probably hatched like 25. I think I got my Mime Jr. at the time. And then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> 300,000 experience. I did do that. And finished the Misunderstood Mischief. I also did that. So that's three out of four for me. Chris wins this time. Nobody needs to tell him. Chris, you're listening. He's He's editing this. Don't tell them.
2: (laughs) I actually hit a pretty big milestone goal in the last week. I hit level 49 in the game, which was pretty awesome. My goal was to get it by the end of this year. Yeah. And I hit it just after Thanksgiving. So I was about a month ahead. So now I'm looking at my XP bar. Just it's very sad. (laughs) Just just a little itty bitty bar. (laughs) Just, you know, it's you can't even see
1: it. Uh, what's the last level? Like 17, 18 million experience? Something like that?
2: 30 million more Th- experience. Wow. it's
1: So ridiculous. My lord. I oh God.
2: It hurts. It hurts <laughs> so much. But it, it's really not that bad when you do friendship level ups, but it's still it's just it's a big it's hill to climb.
1: Friendship level ups are so boring though. I just it's so <laughs> boring. I did it to get to 40, like, you know, a year and a half ago, and then never again. And what are the goals for level 50?
2: Uh, rank 10 in GBL was the one that I had checked off right away. Like, I didn't even get to <laughs> okay, see it. Okay, I would it. hope. I would hope. Um, make 999 excellent throws.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right.
2: Catch a legendary Pokemon in your next five legendary Pokemon encounters. So basically, you have to have five legendaries in a row not run on you. Okay. And then defeat a Team Go Rocket Leader three times using only pokemon with 2500 cp
1: or less that's a that's a good research right there that last one i like that
2: no i like that it's a big variety
1: i was a little disappointed
0: because i read when they were first releasing the level up requirements for from 40 to 50 i read that it was meant to be 1500 and as the pvp guy i was like finally Something right up my alley, and then they upped it to twenty five hundred, which, like, I fully accept is better for the wider community. <laughs> but for me, I was like, "Well, I mean, I can. I've literally defeated a leader with a single Great League Haunter before."
1: I I saw a video on Reddit a while back of someone beating, I think it was Arlo, with a four hundred and fifty CP Haunter, and I'm like, "Right, you it's witchcraft. I don't understand." It. That said, <laughs> this doesn't work anymore because leaders and grunts don't pause when you use charge moves at the current moment but that is apparently yeah. a bug and going to be fixed okay and here's hoping because uh it is on the official bug page
2: it is okay but and fish you don't ever have to worry about <laughs> reaching level 50 because you're never going to get off level 44 because you have to do raids it's never going to
0: happen uh, right no i think it, it that one's just rockets is it rockets yeah Did for, you 44 do is the rocket's
2: 44 oh my is the here cuz that's Fish where I'm some raids. I'm struggling.
0: <laughs> but I I accept your point. <laughs> well,
2: eventually you'll have to do a bunch of legendary raids at level 49. I think that's where
0: you'll get stuck. All right, cool. Well, um call me again in in a year or two. <laughs> I
1: will probably be ha- I will probably have enough experience to get to level 46 by the time I finish these rocket grunts. So <laughs> There's, I don't even yeah, want to
0: look at where they're at. There, like 100 grunts and then
1: 50 liters is a weird ratio. It, it's it's deliberately set to make you buy radars. But Yeah, right, right. We're going to avoid that whole topic right there because <laughs> we have an entire news section to cover. And so without further ado, let's jump into the news. What's going on? It's the news. And so there's a lot of news this week. And unfortunately, we're cutting a little bit of it out. We are not going to cover the Season of Heritage this week and all the information that came from that. Chris and I will be covering that together next week. And instead, we have all our information about December. And boy, is it a lot. First up, we have the December Research Breakthrough, and it's Dino. Every Monday in December will also feature a one-time purchase bundle for one Pokecoin containing a remote raid pass and other miscellaneous items. And what is a new month without a new set of raid shakeups? Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kiram will be returning to five-star raids this December. Also, for the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter a shiny Reshiram, Zekrom, or Kiram if you're lucky. Now, when are they going to be in raids? From Wednesday, December 1st at 10 a.m. to Thursday, December 16th at 10 a.m., Reshiram and Zekrom will both be appearing in five-star raids that's a that's a boo that they're happening at the same time but and from thursday december 16th at 10 a.m to friday december 31st at 10 a.m kiram will be appearing in five-star raids all by its lonesome so why do you think that is that they've put reshiram and zekrom together but kiram separately if i had to guess i'd just say theming they they can't put kiram like with Westram or with Zekrom and then put the other one by themselves. So they have to pick two of them to pair up and they want it to end cleanly on the New Year's. That makes but sense. It's, it just means it's harder to target your Westrams or your Zekroms.
2: Yeah, yeah. And having that split. So it's not like all three of them for that whole for the whole month because that would be boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Kiram's already boring anyways, but <laughs> it's mean, shiny. You're not, so I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> this is bad there's not we we don't have chris's unbridled optimism i'm just gonna have to move on
2: <laughs> no and the shi- the shinies aren't good for no reshiram they're not the shinies Zekram. are bad they're, they're bad. bad they're the same Chiram's is a little better than zekrom and reshiram you just you can't even tell because the like they don't really change yeah. color just their small little features like accents, change color yeah yeah their accent right. color changes
0: well at least zekrom and resh have a uh, practical use Yes, they do.
1: They're good. They're they're both very good Pokemon. Very good. And then Kiram is not.
2: <laughs> Poor <laughs> Kiram.
1: Yeah. But there's more. For the first time Pokemon Go, Mega Steelix will be appearing in Mega Raids. When? From Wednesday, December 1st to Thursday, December 23rd. This would be our first Mega Steel type, I believe. So it has its uses in the fact that it's going to boost other steel types, but Mega Steelix being defensive focused is not a very useful one for raids, I would imagine. I haven't actually looked at anything related to it.
2: But its shiny looks
1: awesome. What is what does shiny Mega Steelix look like? I don't think I've seen that one.
2: It's still it's gold still oh, but still it, gold? like with okay, those good, with those good. really cool accents. It mm-hmm. looks okay. neat. Okay. That's
1: a that's a good one. After Mega Steelix, we're going to have Mega Obama Snow back again. Thursday, December 23rd to Friday, January 7th. And of course, we can't forget about raid hours. I know we take a, a lot of part in raid hours around here. It's, it's a joke. I don't. Trust me. These all occur between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. local time. December 1st, 8th, and 15th will be Reshiram and Zekrom together. And December 22nd and 29th will be Kiram. Again, the bundled one on raid hours, just, that's a killer. You, you can't even target what you want for a one-hour period. Now, this is it. This is the part that I'm most excited about all of December, since we don't have holiday stuff yet. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> it's the spotlight hours, and I'm never excited for spotlight hours, except for Sableye last week, but we totally skipped over that. First up, December 7th, Electabuzz with two times transfer candy. I will finally finish catching my Electabuzz. <laughs> I'm
2: so excited for you. You can put that research to bed.
1: I can't I can't show it to Chris every time we're out and say, hey, is this bad you? And he's like, yes, yes, it does. December 14th, Magmar, two times XP for evolving Pokemon. Again, I just need to catch Magmar, please. December 21st, Snover with two times catch experience. That's really good. Snover has a really big circle and... I've been told people can land excellent throws on him. I can't.
2: It's also really good in ultra league and you need XL candy for it. I am yes. like 30 XL candy short on my ultra league Obama snow.
1: Oh, wow. So what level I, does it I'll, need to be?
2: Oh, goodness. I think.
1: Is, is it like I 50 it, or is it like I think it's so? 50.
2: Oh, I think it's pretty God. close to 50, 49, 49.
1: And then December 28th, Cub Chew with two times catch candy. Uh, yay, I think. <laughs> it's cute yeah Kupchu is adorable it's a fantastic pokemon it's just not exciting next up for december there's december community day that's happening saturday december 18th and sunday december 19th we went over that in extensive detail two weeks ago uh we're not going to cover any more there but it's the standard catch-all at the end of the year if you've missed anything now's a great time to catch up or if you've caught something better since then, now's a good time to evolve. Then we have a new event, Swinub Incense Day. Trainers, the season of heritage begins with Swinub? Professor Willow has just discovered some mysterious runes, and within them sits a most mysterious door. Its exceptional locking mechanism suggests that an incredible power may be sealed within. After intense scrutiny... Blanche has determined that the door's first mechanism requires a vast amount of Stardust to unlock, as well as the help of both Ice-type and Ground-type Pokemon. Help Professor Willow and Blanche by catching Pokemon such as Swinub. Now, when is this happening? Sunday, December 5th, 2021, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Featured Pokemon's Swinub will be attracted to Incense, and it will be able to learn its exclusive move, evolve Pillow Swine. During the event to get a mammal swine that knows a charge attack ancient power. Don't.
2: Don't do, do it. this.
1: <laughs> Don't. Don't do this. You're just wasting a TM. At it's so bad. But event bonuses. There's going to be event exclusive field research. And there's also going to be an item bundle in the shop containing two incense for one coin. But it wouldn't be an incense day without a whole suite of spawns rotating by the hour. And the first setup is ice types. And the following Pokemon will be attracted to Incense from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., and 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. The list is Seal, Jinx, Sneasel, Snowrunt, Snover, Vanillite, and if you're lucky, you might encounter a Galarian Darumaka. Now, of that whole list, they can all be shiny except for Vanillite and the Darumaka which is a shame. I don't know what the Galarian Darumaka looks like, but the regular one looks great. So I, I hope it's as good. How does Galarian
0: Darumaka um, fare as a raid right attacker?
1: It is the best non-legendary ice type, I believe. Uh, okay. It is comparable with Mammal Swine. I think it is kind of like the Gengar to Giratina in a similar situation, because Darumaka is pretty squishy. Sure. And now we have the ground types. The following Pokemon will be attracted to incense from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., and 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. The remaining alternating hours. Onix, Cubone, Rhyhorn, Wooper, Fanfi, Barboach, and if you're lucky, you might encounter a lavatar. All of these can be shiny except for Fanfi. Poor Fanfi. One day, Fanfi, very soon. Your time will come. How do you feel about the Swine Up Incense Day. Are you going to take part? Is there any spawns you're actually excited about here? We start with fish.
0: Really want some Onyx XL candy for an Ultra League Steelix and Fanpy. Even though it doesn't have the shiny, it still I think will have a bit of a day in the sun because it just got buffed with Body Slam, and a lot of people won't be hoarders like myself and Defy and won't already have a. A <laughs> uh, fairly high-ranking one for Great League. All right.
2: Barboach is a really good call-out here because it's not a particularly common Pokemon, but Whiskash is really good in Great League PvP. So mm-hmm. this is a good opportunity to catch one, maybe get a good IV one if you don't have one already. And I'm just excited for the Swinub, honestly, because Mamoswine is such a good kind of anti-meta pick for Master League because right. really Master League meta is just Dialga like that that is the meta <laughs> and it beats Dialga it also beats Togekiss, Giratina Origin, Dragonite, Evital it's it's matchup against Dragonite isn't great but it it can beat Dragonite you would think you would think you would think since
0: Yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> <laughs> since it's an ice type but no it's, it's actually quite close um against Dragonite but so I'm just excited to maybe be able to max out to level 50 my perfect mana swine i think that would be pretty neat
1: all right here's hoping enough of them are spawning for that xl candy i'm personally excited for snow runt i still need a shiny female snow runt it's it's killing mm. me on the inside every time <laughs> i look at my shiny male one i don't think i've even evolved it to a glalie yet because i don't like glalie
2: that's fair frost wanna, is amazing
1: i don't ever want to see another swine up in my life though like i'm just i <laughs> That one community day soured me on Swinub forever, because that was back
0: when like the shiny rates were like one in one point five.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the shiny rate wasn't great, but like it was also snowing here, and so it was weather boosted. They didn't actually lower its catch rate like they normally do for event or for event Pokemon. And he was also really far away. It was an right. absolute nightmare of an experience. <laughs> And so one last bit of news for December, just a list of the upcoming events. First up is Seasons of Heritage. We'll cover this in more detail next week, as I mentioned. But a new season begins on Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 at 10 a.m. local time. Embark on a journey inspired by the past as we run up to Pokemon Go Tour Johto. The Season of Heritage ends on Tuesday, March 1st, 2022 at 10 a.m. local time. Now just just a quick note, there's a lot of excitement around for Go To or Joto. I, I can see that DeFi is, is very excited for it. I know Chris is too. I am ambivalent. Oh.
2: that's a good an word. Ten dollar word right there.
1: I get yelled at for using big words when they're not necessary all the time. My my coworkers hate it. That,
0: that was a perfectly necessary use of the word ambivalent. <laughs>
1: I yes. I always use them accurately. I just they're just like <laughs> look at me. What?
0: That's all on them. Yeah. You don't don't change, Carl.
1: <laughs> Never. <laughs> but there's a couple more events to cover. Dragon Spiral Descent, an event inspired by the Unova region's Dragon Spiral Tower, will be taking place from Tuesday, December 7th to Sunday, December 12th. More details to come. Now that's an interesting one to be like teasing there yeah i don't know yeah. enough about you at all to like remember what was happening in the dragon spiral tower so
2: C- can i have some crazy what was i forget what forget what pgr calls it on un- Tinfo hat no it's not tin- inappropriate speculation ah. that's what they call it
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> can do, i have some you-
2: in, in, inappropriate speculation <laughs> so dragon spiral tower that was where zekrom and reshiram were mm-hmm. um and that's in black and white, too. That's where you have to go to battle those two. That's where you like battle N or you see N having just I don't think you battle N there, but you like you encounter have an encounter with N there. I'm wondering if we're going to see the versions of like. Kiram Black and Kiram White.
1: That's the that's the missing piece. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: That's that's my inappropriate speculation. I think that would be to have like that form change. I'm very interested to see if that's it.
0: And isn't Kieran Black like a superb dragon attacker?
1: Uh, They will both be absolute top class because they have like beyond legendary stats. Because it's it's just kind of a broken form in the main series games. Interesting. It's it's. Also interesting because the the time that it falls is still during the Zekrom Rushram rating. so Kiram won't even have been available by that point, and Kiram is the one that kind of, like, causes the changes. But it's still exciting because mm-hmm. maybe we'll actually see those forms in this game. I was already resigned to never seeing them in Go, so...
0: Well, I feel like everything's going to come in eventually. <laughs> like, even if it takes years um, like that how are they gonna way. do
1: gigantamax i don't man. know like guys <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about gigantamax it makes me upset <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyways uh, one last bit of news pokemon go holidays part one and part two the pokemon go holidays event returns on thursday december 16th 2021 and runs until friday december 31st 2021 look forward to costume pokemon ice type pokemon ca- appearing more frequently in the wild. Event exclusive field research, winter themed avatar items, and a bonanza of bonuses. That's a very specific wording. Would they ever use bonanza? <laughs> Unless they're very it's very intentional. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But I'm sure we can expect Stantlers, Dallybirds, Birds, the Pikachu with the nice fuzzy hat on.
2: I just caught my first Delibird of the season as we were sitting down to record, and it just nice. makes me happy. I like,
1: I love Delibird. Delibird's great. I I like Delibird, and it's also got a good shiny. It's nice and purple.
0: Yes. Probably my favorite costume Pokemon would be the Pikachu with the the thick
1: Christmas jumper. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a, that's a good Pikachu. I hope we see <laughs> more new forms. Last year we got the Stantler with the collar right the bills yeah for the reindeer and then we also got the top the little bow on Delibird. so i hope we see new ones and not just them bring the same stuff back
2: stantler with a red nose when
1: (laughs) oh so good come on when we get cowboy hat caterpie (laughs) but that's all of december there having gone through all of that what do you guys think is the most exciting or what stands out the most for you
2: I mean, you heard my inappropriate speculation. I want to <laughs> see right, what this a... Dragon Spiral Descent right. event is. If they pass up an opportunity to do Kiram Black and Kiram White, I think that's that would make me a little sad. But either way, Dragon-type Pokemon are really cool. They're really fun in the game, and I think that'll bring out uh, some people to play for that.
0: Johto Tour. Yeah. Hello. Yeah,
1: that's fair. That's
0: fair. Come on in, Johto Tour. We've been expecting you. Uh,
1: there's a lot of shinies they need to release for that, too. Fanfee will than... have
2: its day finally.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hopit's line.
2: I'm surprised we haven't had a Hopit community day to introduce oh, the Hopit line.
1: God, I would be so annoyed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd love an opportunity to get some hair across worldwide. That's a regional that's in Johto. Like, there's we can inappropriately speculate on Johto tour for a while, but there's there's a lot to be excited about.
0: I could always use a better Great League Heracross. I've uh, had to settle for one that's like a rank 600 and something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, ranks. I don't know. I'm pretty sure one of the Pokemon I use the most in PvP is probably just an absolutely terrible rank. I think my Venusaur is abysmal.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it works. That. It does the job. I mean, those yeah. frenzy plants are going to smack even harder. <laughs>
2: My Great League Heracross is rank 2,491. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've had an opportunity to catch them, they're always, like, boosted, so I'd never get one under 1,500 CP.
0: May I continue the game of one-upmanship?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. If my, we
0: must. My Mew is rank 3,500. Oh. And that, that's, you know, taking but- into account the floor being 0
1: Oh, okay. Well, hang on. What's what's it taken into account? the floor being 10? Uh, I'd have <laughs> to look that up. But um,
0: it's it's a 15, like 11, 10.
1: If oh, that okay. Yeah, that, is, that is almost it's, as bad. Yeah.
0: So if I looked up what it is with a floor of 10, it would still be very,
1: very low. And so that's the news. And unfortunately, since Chris is not here and I'm hosting the news, I am foregoing gear up this week, which means we're going into Pokalore.
0: So this week's Pokalore is Dino, the irate Pokemon, Zwilus, the hostile Pokemon, and Hydreigon, the brutal Pokemon. And I love that because like Dino's angry and Zwilus is just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Dino is a small blue quadrupedal Pokemon with black fur covering its head and neck, concealing everything but its mouth from view. The fur around its neck also has six purple spots encircling it, which resemble bruises. The hair on top of it <laughs> Poor poor Dino. The hair on top of its head takes the shape of a single small horn. It also has a short tail that appears to be bitten off. What has this Pokemon wow. been through? As it is blind, it will bite at and eat anything that moves. And it has the vigor and energy to bite constantly and without stopping, like a Pac-Man. It never stops biting, making it dangerous to approach without taking precautions. It will also ram anything, ensuring that it always has bruises all over
1: it. Wait, wait, wait. Are those spots (laughs) actually bruises? Or do they just resemble bruises? It sounds like it. Now I need to know.
0: It's self-inflicted now. I'm I'm not feeling as sorry for Dino. (laughs) Dino. As seen in the anime, it may rear up on its hind legs when happy. Dino primarily lives in caves with abundant water sources.
2: Next up is Zwilus. Zwilus is a dark blue quadrupedal Pokemon with two heads and black fur covering its necks and back. Its front legs are muscular with two claws on each foot, but its rear legs are less defined and have two small, backward-pointing toes without claws. There are tufts of fur over its head with rounded points at the top. It has two thin wings on its back, each ending in two points. The first stops at the chest and opens up to fuchsia-striped bands on the sides of its legs. Though it appears to lack eyes, it is unknown if Shwylas is blind. Shwylas has the vigor and energy to eat and bite constantly without stopping. (laughs) Its heads dislike each other and are very hostile. As a result, the heads often turn eating into a competition, each head trying to claim leadership by eating more than the other. Because of this, Zylus always eats far too much and is covered in scars, even without opponents to fight. It is a nomadic Pokemon. It migrates once it has eaten all the prey in an area.
1: That sounds a little bit more than hostile to me. But <laughs> <laughs> And then lastly, we have Hydreigon. Hydreigon is a three-headed draconic Pokemon with six thin black wings that each end in two points on its back. It has a fuchsia-colored collar on its neck, which surrounds its head. The main head is dark blue and has fuchsia eyes surrounded by a black area. Hydreigon's two hands are also black, and each one harbors a head. Well, I, well hang on. They're, they're not hands at this point. You can't call them hands. Haven't you ever seen Aru Musta? but like they're not, they're not hands anymore. Yeah. They're just more heads. <laughs> These are similarly blue with black eyes with small fuchsia collars on the inside. It's abdomen has two fuchsia stripes and its feet appear atrophied, having no claws or defined soles, and two or three small toes. It's tail also sports a fuchsia stripe and ends with a black tuft. Hydreigon is a violent, destructive Pokemon It will attack anything that moves, determining it a foe. Hydreigon can use its three mouths to rapidly eat food, and its head can consume any material. Many stories describe Hydreigon destroying entire villages. Despite its three heads, it is a singular entity, unlike its pre-evolved form, Zvilus. Its secondary heads lack brains and do not think or move of their own accord. (laughs) okay wow okay i guess they are hands huh
0: that yeah <laughs> who
1: so sold it, that one it goes from having one brain to two brains that think independently back to one brain <laughs> this is poor guy no wonder it's so angry
2: identity crisis
1: <laughs> right again though that written by by a, a six-year-old its head can eat any material i love it i love it so much it's my favorite thing about pokedex entries
0: yeah i want to put it to work in like a construction yard
1: <laughs> right the, the pokemon world will never have an energy crisis or anything like that it's just there's yeah, too many with all ways the to solve
0: ridiculous it. abilities that all the pokemon have
1: but hydragon stats max cp at level 40 3625 And at level 50, just breaks 4,000 at 4,098. It's got an attack stat of 256, and a defense stat of 188, and a stamina of 211. Makes it thoroughly okay. The attack is very high. The other two are low to middling. As for a best moveset, if you want to use it for raids, Dark Bite and Dark Pulse, Although, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I imagine for PvP, you'd much rather have Dragon Breath than Bite. This Bite is bad. Are you talking Hydreigon? Yes.
0: I'm not sure, DeFi. Do you know? I've never um, looked at Hydreigon. Generally, you would
2: want Zwilus for PvP, for the Great League, and that you would use Dragon Breath for sure. All right. I'm not sure if Zwilus really has a good place. I'd imagine it would be Master League in pvp yeah. but and I and doubt- if you
0: do use it in Master League, absolutely Dragon Breath would be better than bite.
1: Yeah, yeah but bite, Hy- bite is the bad move. I feel for PvP. I've never actually looked at the numbers, but every time I send out a tyranitar against a Rocket Run, <laughs> I re- regret my choices.
2: Hydragon is ranked number sixty-eight in Master League Classic with a move set oh. of Dragon Breath, Dark Pulse, and Dragon Pulse. It's just that there are other dragons that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. work better because you like you have dialga you have zekrom that uses dragon breath uh Dragonite that uses dragon breath palkia reshiram
1: (laughs) dragon dragon is a competitive type because they're almost all good
2: yes so it just has a lot to compete against
1: but i don't think we touched on it in the news dino is a all right research breakthrough it's actually a rare spawn people want it still there's still the shinies for people who didn't get it from go fest so it won't feel bad opening that seven day research breakthrough, at least for me. Do you two feel the same way? Yep, yeah, totally agree.
2: Yeah, it's OK. Like, I'm not I don't think it's a bad research breakthrough. It's an OK research breakthrough yeah, for it, me.
1: We, we have had worse. It has been a while since we've had better, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you miss the day? We,
0: um, I think Chris and I were talking about it last week. Do you miss the days where it was legendaries?
1: I do, I, I do. It just would be so more. You, so you'd bring them back? Yeah, I I know it's it's more accessible because of Go Battle League now, but a lot of the casual people who would care about it aren't getting that high in Go Battle League, anyways. Yeah, yeah yep, very and it's curious. just
2: it was a really nice way to get level fifteen legendaries that we don't really have that opportunity anymore.
1: You know, I, the more I think about it, I wonder if that's why they stopped because they don't want those to exist in the game in general. Yeah, it'd be a, maybe. It'd be an interesting discussion I think to have.
0: And, and now it, it kind of frames those level 15 legendaries as like the equivalent of uh, legacy moves but in Pokemon form.
1: Yeah, but thankfully we didn't have very many good ones before they stopped. Right. That that matter. Uh but I think that's a, that's a conversation for another time. Right now we're going to move into Pokepole.
2: Last week's question, how do you feel about the retrospective December community days? Should they say the same or should Niantic do something different? Our first PokePole response comes from Matters. Matters says, hello, gents. I think Niantic needs to think of something new for our end of year spectacular. Sure, let's run through the string of yearly calm day mons for one of the days, but let's get a little more festive for day two. Maybe a color-coded shiny day of red and green, or a day where gifts are unlimited to open and send. Or, as with many children around the globe, we get to ride a bright red bicycle <laughs> that cuts our egg-hatching buddy candy distance by 50%. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, chaps.
0: I
1: love that um, idea. No egg-hatching, but otherwise I like, <laughs> I, like, I like the idea too.
0: <laughs> Just that idea of incorporating the bicycle I think is great.
1: We need that even just for the when Mm. you get the going too fast notification. Oh, but.
0: That would be so good. Next up is Joanne ZK, who says, As a returning player at the end of 2019, I always feel like I missed out on the good community days, such as Lavatar, Beldum, Swinub, Mudkip, etc. What about the option to choose which year's community days you play on the retrospective weekend? E.g. this year, I'd go back to 2018, and next year... I'd go back to 2019.
2: That'd be cool to do like where they have the split research that they've shown on GoFests mm-hmm. and be able to utilize that in some way. That would be cool.
1: I agree. I just I think having 22 Pokemon featured over the course of two days, it's too many. It's it's simply too many and it feels uh, not great for someone who wants a specific Pokemon. Next response is from Wang J. Chen. They said, I like the December calm Days for two reasons. One, let's say Eevee is your favorite Pokemon, so you go hard for two days. When you get home, you collapse from exhaustion. When you wake up several hours later, you realize the Evolve window has passed, and you have not evolved any Eevees from the Comm Day moves, no matter how bad they may be. They were pretty bad. <laughs> December Comm Day is a good way to make this up. Second is a PvP reason. Sometimes after a calm day, you see a calm day move is a lot more relevant than anticipated. Or you catch a rank one Weedle after it's community day. Sounds like a suspiciously specific example. (laughs) Now, instead of wasting an elite TM, you can wait until December. I I definitely agree. I think you nailed the, the true benefits that the December days have. And... I think that's why we're going to see them stick around. I don't imagine they will actually change anytime in the near future.
2: All right, next one up is from Devante Howdy, Chris and Kyle. As someone who misses more community days than he plays, I greatly appreciate the end of year retrospective of great and sometimes not so great Pokemon. With that being said, I do believe Niantic should look into making December a month long event, celebrating the past year, plus teasing and getting us ready for the new year. Sprinkle the old Community Day Pokemon throughout the month, giving trainers a schedule and options on who they want to grind for and who they can skip out on, if they choose. As proven with this recent Ed Sheeran event, Niantic should bring in more celebrities who genuinely love the world of Pokemon. Have daily or weekly events with special research tasks that give out quality rewards for trainers of all levels. I would also love to see Niantic reach out to some of the excellent content creators and maybe work with them to create mini events to help fill out the month. December should be a month-long, fun, end-of-year festival, in my opinion. Make it something that tops off the year, celebrates the past, and gives us a taste of what is to come. As always, shiny side up and shiny vibes all. P.S. Speaking of Ed Sheeran, caught me a shiny Ed boy. Kind of disappointed his red flame hair didn't turn blue. Oh, well, there's always hope for a Galarian version. <laughs> and Devante includes a screenshot of Ed Sheeran ca- imposed into the game. Um, he has a CP of 9001. I enjoy that. <laughs> Only 33 Pokeballs, Devante.
1: Come on you now. Got to step up the game there.
2: I love it. Well, I mean, you're not using any
1: Pokeballs
0: on a 9,000 CP Pokemon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I agree. I love the Ed Sheeran event, too. In his concert that he played, I really connected where he talked about his favorite, uh, how he got into the game, his favorite starter being Squirtle. I think that's awesome. And I think Niantic would really benefit from including more people um, who have really been affected by Pokemon throughout their lives, because I think there's a lot of us out there.
1: I definitely agree. I just I thought the Ed Sheeran event was it was great it was a great idea it was small so it didn't feel too obtrusive but it was fun and it had some good some good spawns and some you know filler as you would expect
0: next up is jt who says hi chris and kyle chris says hello (laughs) shadow prime 34 here to answer this week's poll, I think the retrospective December Com Days are okay, especially because it gives you a chance to get those exclusive moves on some better IV Pokemon. However, I would love to see Niantic explore other avenues for December Community Day. Do something to shake up the formula, you know? For example, the year's Community Daemons are available all week long during the second week of December, and at the end of the week, we get 48 hours of global trading or something. Seriously, I have fourteen lucky friends, <laughs> and only one is local. Anyways, loving the show, so keep up the awesome work. Shiny vibes, Shadow Prime. Do you think global trading is now the number one thing being cried out for by players? Uh, it's
1: up
2: there. It's up there.
1: It, it's definitely up there, but I think it's I think it's a a subsection of people who care about it, and I and I imagine that there's a section of people who probably think that the game is still broken and needs to be fixed, even Mm -hmm. though it is not in the worst state it's been. (laughs) But I truly don't believe global trading will ever happen. I could see a a massive distance boost, but Mm. expecting more than like a a couple hundred kilometers is, is a wishful thinking. It's wishful thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so
2: frustrating because I can trade with people in any main series game. From all over the world. Just yeah. not go. So it's definitely, I definitely feel that frustration. If I ever get lucky friends with Fish, I don't know if I'm
0: ever going to be able to make that trade. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, now, if we get become lucky friends, I'll buy a ticket to Wisconsin.
2: <laughs> be careful, Fish. We have this on recording now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm sure if that ever happens, there will be an event that we will all hopefully be able to go to at some point in the future. I suspect Finger, it's something to do crossed. with like the
0: moment they allow any form of global trading, even if it is uh, locked behind something like becoming lucky friends with a person, Like that's the day that regional Pokemon
1: don't exist anymore. That's a fair take. And honestly, I really think that Go needs to move away from regional Pokemon being locked as hard as they are. But we have probably like five more years before they're going to even think about that. As for our last response, it's from Axiom Nor. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Hello. My answer to the PokePole is pretty close to yours from last week. I love the idea of making each weekend in December a mini Community Day with increased special spawns for the week leading up to it. Since they introduced seasons, they could even do season-themed weekends, i.e. all the Seasons of Legends Community Day on the first weekend, Season of Mischief Community Day on the following, and so on. I feel like it could make the seasons tie into the other areas of the game more. Maybe add those season bonuses too. That might be asking too much. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you both had a happy Thanksgiving. Axiom nor I agree. I I think they should use December as a true capstone for the year. And I think the retrospective community day is a start. And it's time to build on that for sure.
0: So you'd basically have um, what they just did for the end of last season but do it for the whole year.
1: Yes, more or less. I I think that I think they could build something on that. Especially because it it marks the start of a new season and stuff like that. Although it's it's a little bit awkward because their season starts in December instead of starting in January. But
0: yeah, who made that decision,
1: by the way? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) So this week's PokéPole is a little bit more open ended. What was your introduction to the Pokemon franchise, and what hooked you in to the series as a whole? It can be really anything you want to say about the franchise. Maybe you started at Red and Blue, and you just liked the idea of collecting. Maybe you didn't start until Go, and you went back. I'd love to hear those stories from people, too. I've told my story a couple of times, but I've played Pokemon since the first generation, but I was not hooked until Gen 3 and... It's hard to say what specifically got me, but I think I just fell in love with the world design of the games. I really love the idea of going places and then unlocking your abilities to go to more places, but it being done in the form of a a team of creatures versus just like your character as a super suit, which is a little bit less appealing for me. Fish,
2: what was your introduction to Pokemon?
0: Um I was in school and I saw a friend playing Pokemon Yellow. That was the first time I ever learned that Pokemon existed, begged my mum to get me the game. And <laughs> in the game, doorways were just like rectangles on the floor. And I
2: Yeah, they were like area rugs. Yeah like, yeah, like a welcome
0: mat. I took literal days figuring that out. So, I did not get out of my house <laughs> oh. for the first couple of days of playing the game. I was like, oh. so, uh, just clicking on everything, like, so, okay, so I'm playing the SNES again. <laughs> okay, now I'm in my computer again, um, <laughs> but I eventually made it out, and that that poor naive trainer eventually ended up beating the Elite Four.
2: I had a pretty similar experience. Um, I'm pr- I probably also struggled getting out of the room at first because that was my <laughs> first video game ever. I was eight. I got Pokemon Red and Blue and a Game Boy Color for Christmas. I remember playing the games and getting into Pokemon cards, just like the having them and collecting them, not really battling with them or understanding how that worked. And I played up through Gen 3 and then I kind of stopped. I think that's the story for a lot of people. Like you kind of stop playing, you walk away from the game for a little bit, never really forgetting about Pokemon, but just not really into it. And then Pokemon Go hit and I was right back (laughs) into it. (laughs) And now I have a podcast segment about Pokemon (laughs) Go PvP (laughs) and I've gone back and played at least one game out of every generation that I missed. Yeah.
1: Okay. That was going to be my next question. All right. Of the generations that you've played since coming back, which one has been your favorite?
2: Well, my favorite games in general are Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite. I think
1: that counts They're... as Gen three, though. That's cheating. I
2: know it's <laughs> cheating. Does it?
1: <sighs> yeah, the, the remakes are technically counted in the generation that they came out with. So huh. Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire are technically Gen six. Uh, okay. Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl are kind of their own separate thing, though.
2: That's really tough. I would say out of the ones that I've played since, I'd probably say Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire would be my favorite.
1: All right. Yeah, that was that was good. I that was a I enjoyed good game. It a lot. And if you, dear listeners, want to send in a reply for PokePole, you can contact us on any of our social media. Facebook is is uh is a wasteland. Don't check there, but it's technically still alive. Twitter is the most active One, that's the one that Chris actually checks the most. Not me. I don't do Twitter. Or if you're a patron, you can respond in our PokePole Discord chat. Or you can send in an email to gocastpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's me. It's Chris. I'm editing this and I'm interrupting. (laughs) That was close. The email address is actually mail at gocastpodcast.com. Okay, bye. Or you can send in a voicemail. Voicemail is at 262 586 7717. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because before that, I don't have to do an awkward transition like Chris has to every week. And I actually have Fish and DeFi to introduce the PVP corner themselves.
2: Thank you so much, Kyle. And thank you to Fish and Chris for recording an episode last week. I was away. It was the Thanksgiving holiday. I was away visiting family. Uh, But I have a couple notes from because I did listen to the episode and just wanted to note for my end of Brawler Cup. I know Fish was talking about how he was doing so well and the last time i was on the podcast i talked about how poorly i was doing but i ended up finishing brawler cup better than i anticipated i did go 1 and 3 in the gocast tournament i did go 1 and 6 in the self showdown <laughs> so that hurt and it hurt it hurt a lot but I did go four two in my other tournaments. Oh, I went four two in the girls that PVP Mega, as well as the Pokemon Go Radio tournament that I participate in each month. So that felt I felt better.
0: <laughs> I mentioned last week that I was on a score of twenty one and four as I was recording with Chris that weekend. Oh, I no. lost four matchups in a row oh. to drop me to twenty one and eight. Oh. Which is still okay. But it's a, a good win rate. It is. But you know, after you've been up at like eighty-five odd percent, if it, it still feels like a failure.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um and then I, I won the last two. So 23 and 8.
2: Um I also wanted to just quickly point out on Sinnoh Cup, uh, one thing that I wanted to mention because I am playing Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl and I've played um platinum as well back in the original main series. Lack of fire might be an issue. That's something that Sinnoh's kind of known for, is not really having yep. any mm-hmm. fire types in <laughs> Sinnoh. There's Chimchar and Megmortar, and that's really it. So that might be something that's kind of interesting when you look at the meta.
0: Chimchar might be able to beat Bastiodon.
2: How crazy would that be? Infernape? Yeah, Infernape oh, could yeah, beat Bastiodon counter would be a bastion counter a couple other pokemon that i just noted um a lot of these are pokemon that i've used in my brilliant diamond shining pearl teams um croak pachirisu gastrodon and frostlass are all a pokemon so those might make an appearance and gastrodon being another one that would have a positive matchup against bastiodon as kind of your your mud boy of the region also for Johto Cup, um, you boys talked about that. There's like no fighting types in Johto, <laughs> which is something to note. The only real fighters are pseudo Wudo because it has counter and Heracross. Um, I'm also excited to see how all these new moves are going to impact the meta. Azu obviously is going to be key. So maybe some Pokemon like Lantern and Meganium might end up being popular or maybe even Jump Bluff. So didn't want to let you boys have all the fun. I wanted to put in a couple of my thoughts before we got started on this week.
0: Um, and what about both of your GBL experiences so far? How have you been going?
2: I'm having an awesome time in the Great League Remix. My team captain, final boss AJ, actually shared a team with me, and it has been going amazing. I mentioned earlier the importance of barboach. Well, I'm using whiskash in Great League Remix, and I'm catching so many leads off guard. I've got um, all these poison types, all these drapions that are coming up. Uh, I hardly see any grass in the lead, so it's working out really well for me. And then I have Noctowl in the back. I have the rank one and then a tails. She uses a Shadow tails. I don't use Shadows, so I'm sticking with my regular old <laughs> Canto Ninetales. But that is my team for the Great League Remix. And I'm doing really, really well. Uh, as of today, Thursday, I'm currently at rank 14 with a record of 63 and out of 90 battles.
0: Carl, have you done any?
1: <laughs> I haven't done any yet this season. Do you intend to? Do you still have that goal of getting to rank 20? I do. I want to do PvP. Like after having done literally none, I finished rank four last season, which is the <laughs> lowest I finished since PvP came out. It was a it was a time I was just I was busy with other games, let's say. Mm -hmm. I want to do PvP and uh, I'm going to get Chris to hold me to that in the future. Don't worry.
2: You've got to do another stream with fish. It'll kind
1: of pressure you to do it. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Chris and I are thinking about some kind of like fun tournament just for the two of us with silly restrictions that somebody comes up with and we would stream us playing those two. So we're thinking of some stuff.
0: I like that. Glad to help out creating the meta if you want.
1: Yeah, well, you you were our uh, first two choices. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's see. Who do we have in the Rolodex? (laughs) Who should I ask? (laughs) All right. I have uh, made the decision to not make any particular concerted effort to get in all five sets each day. I am just battling when I've I feel like I've just got nothing else to do because I felt like when you're doing 25 battles a day like that you know how it works the more common something is the less valuable it is like if if you're doing 25 battles every day then you don't put as much thought and effort and care into each of those battles so mm-hmm. if I'm doing maybe like a set a day then I feel like I'm you know trying harder and focusing a little more on what's happening in the battle.
2: I rarely ever do all 5 of my sets in a day. Okay. <laughs> so I can definitely <laughs> but that's just a time issue for me. But I, right. I try to do a, I try to do a set a day if I can, but there are days where there are weeks that I definitely go several days without doing my
0: GBL sets,
2: especially if it's in a meta that I'm not a huge fan of.
0: So but you mentioned you're already at rank 10.
2: 14 because i'm oh, having
0: 14. fun because i'm yeah, having right. fun
2: so <laughs> well that's I like good. this
0: team that's good i'm i'm still at rank four <laughs> it is with a good record it's like i oh, hang on, what is, uh, i'm at like 14 and three or something like that but uh i'm running nine tails and double ghost that's that's the Ooh. team that I'm having fun with. Because like if you look at the rankings for the Great League remix, that like so many of the prominent darks were removed from the pool. So you've got Zwilus ranked quite high, and then you've got like Shadow Drapion and Alolan Mark. But really you don't see anything else running around Great League too often that has a dark typing. So um uh, leading with the Ninetales, uh, if I lose that lead, I swap into uh, either Cofagrigus or Trevenant, depending on what the lead is. Uh, Ninetales has great general matchups um, to be able to like win back any sort of switch advantage and then kind of close with the other ghost.
2: All right. So having discussed Go Battle League, are you ready to talk about Sylph for our deep dive of the week, Fish? I
0: sure am hinted
2: at it last week let's talk about glacial say it with me glacial cup
0: (laughs) i can't do it it's it's glacial
2: i think you're gonna hurt kyle
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm just gonna be quiet it's okay i'll give chris a hard time next week
2: all right so the glacial cup just to recap it again it allows for dragon ice poison psychic and water types there are a wide variety of bands Altaria, Azumarill, Jellicent, Swampert, Defense, Deoxys, Wobbuffet, Cressalia, Medicham, Alolan, Ninetail, Alolan, Sand, Shrew, Lantern, Gardevoir, and Toxicroak. And you had mentioned last week noting that Sand Shrew was banned versus Alolan, Sand Slash. And I agree. I think that was a really good ban because can you imagine someone having both of those on their team? Uh, That would be. That would be nuts. And I'm also appreciative that they banned the one that is less accessible because it would be very, it's much more difficult to get an XL Alolan Sand True than it is an Alolan Sandslash, where just about anybody could um, hatch one and use it pretty much right away. Uh, one quick thing I wanted to mention is that the dev notes were released for Glacial Cup. And I think that you covered kind of those ideas really, really well. That dragon and ice types are going to step forward. And they talk about all five typings are mostly neutral or soft counters to each other. And they kind of go into a little bit more about each of these bands, specifically Sandshrew, Shrew. Um, that Alolan Sand Slash is already well placed in this meta, but having an, an alternative to it that has access to Night Slash diminished the strong neutral play of psychic types, which combined with its accessibility issues meant it got the ban hammer. <laughs> So they did specifically call that out in the dev notes. Was there anything in the dev notes that stood out to you, Fish?
0: They said they wanted Dragon and Ice types to step up. But I think just the incredible prevalence of Ice types here has just pushed Dragon way down the list. Like, Zwilus is number one. So good on Zwilus. You succeeded despite the difficulties. All the other dragons... I think, are very much going to struggle.
2: I definitely agree. I still don't understand how Joilus is even number one in this meta with all the ice types running around. It, it's bulky, but I guess just that oppressive Dragon Breath damage mm. really does it some favors.
0: Yeah, it must just have the right... Because like, uh, most of the dragons do have Dragon Breath. I guess this one just has the right balance of attack and bulk. Like I know it can beat... Frostlass in the one shield. I mean, the way I said said that with a question mark means I don't necessarily know it for sure, but um, I I'm pretty sure it can beat Frostlass in the one shield.
2: Oh, and one other thing you mentioned last week that showed up in the dev notes: Haxorus and Alakazam only counter users in the whole meta. <laughs> so that means we're gonna have less rock paper scissors. They note of counter dark confusion that we've seen in a lot of other metas. So it leads to a little bit more variety limiting those counter mm. users i'm certainly not going to bring a counter alakazam on my team i don't know about you
0: i looked at it but <laughs> <laughs> no i want that thing to be good <laughs> but it just keeps on letting me down um so the official pv poG rankings have been released and they are as predicted fairly different to what the initial custom rankings that I pulled up were. So up the top, as mentioned, is Zwalis, then is Alolan Sandslash, Mew, Malamar, Barbarical, Beedrill, Shadow and Regular Abomasnow, Dugong and Frostlass.
2: Malamar and Barbarical. I feel like we just need to stop <laughs> and we need to have that discussion. Because what? <laughs> All right. Malamar is the evolved form of Inke. And you are going to typically run that Psycho Cut, Foul Play, and Superpower. So it has an amazing move set. It beats Abomasnow. It'll crush Hypno. And also because of that superpower, beats Alolan Sandslash, the number two in the meta. Uh, also has good matchups against Lapras and Jirachi. And a lot of its key losses are pretty close. Like it gets real close against Frostlass, um, Empoleon, Mew. So this this is going to be something we are really going to have to take a look at. The hmm. rank 1, 0, 15, 9, So it's got one of those wonky rank 1s. And it's just around level 22, 26. You don't have to power it up all that much. So it should be pretty accessible if you have some of those Inkay candies saved
0: barbarical its recommended moveset is fury cutter stone edge and cross chop um but looking it up it also has grass knot which it could be pretty handy in this meta because there's a lot of water types running around um some of them aren't weak to the rock of stone edge like a dugong or a lapras It'll also be double super effective against an opposing Barbarical if your opponent happens to bring one of those. Um, Really interesting, Rock also hits a lot of uh, popular Pokemon in this meta. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see if I can make Barbarical work.
2: I just love sylph metas for this reason because it really allows different pokemon a chance to shine who would have thought that these are two pokemon that we would have talked about as top 10 in a sylph meta so i'm very very excited about it
0: yeah same here um one thing i did notice very quickly was how good steel pokemon would be in this meta so you've got pokemon like bronzong jirachi and alolan sandslash that resist uh four of the five types that are represented in this cup and that gives them just a lot of power um it i think it will make whiskash a little bit more important than i think it should be because whiskash is one of the best counters towards the other steel types but there are other options things like Mew with Flame Charge Wild Charge, that's one that I really, really want to try. Although, it took me a long time to get the moveset <laughs> that I've got on it.
1: How many charge TMs you got sitting right now?
0: So, okay, um, to get to the moveset that I originally wanted, um, which is Surf Wild Charge, I had 30 TMs, I used 30. all 30 of them, and ended up with the exact same move that I started with. Which was not for wild charge, so um, I ended up using an elite TM to get there. <gasps> right um, now, I've got twenty five.
1: Oh my gosh! You don't want to know how many I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can tell it's anywhere from one to twenty five.
1: No, I have. I was gonna say I uh, bet he's got a
0: bunch. I've oh, got. Okay, yeah, like you're going really high.
1: charge TMs. Right oh now.
0: boy. And oh,
1: 170 when, fast TMs. When will we be able to trade items
0: in this game? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the moment it costs Pokecoins to do so.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, Uh. I, I really like new looking at the meta, but, you know, <laughs> it's going to... And th- there's also an inherent risk in, like, if I did try and get the move on it that I want... And it didn't work. Then suddenly I'm in this no man's land of like, I don't have the move I want. And the, I don't have the move that I had before either. Just one more thing is I mentioned Whiskash already. I think Whiskash and Abomasnow, particularly the Shadow Abomasnow, I think that is going to be a very, very good core. You will have to figure out how to work around that one. Cause there is very little in the meta that can beat both. So, um, to specify, though, um, there are some things that can beat uh, Whiskash and regular Bomber Snow or Whiskash and Shadow Bomber Snow. There's really, really not much that can beat all three, basically.
2: So as we close this out for today, Fish, what is going on in Pallet Town? What's going on with you?
0: Uh, well, now the Gym Breakers, the semi-final has finished. Uh, we're in a bit of like a, a relaxation period at the moment. There's nothing too big to plug um i i can bring up my appearance on the go Battlecast with zach and dom again that was a fun time and i believe we might have some stuff happening with the btw podcast in the future but speaking of gym breakers defy i uh woke up this morning to find some uh pretty exciting news for you
2: yeah so i'm going to get an opportunity to shout cast the finals for Gym Breakers. The two teams competing and made it to the finals are Spain and the United States, Team USA. And I'm going to be shoutcasting with Count Vesuvius on my PvP academia. That tournament is going to start at 11 a.m. Central time. So that's Chicago time. And yeah, I'm pretty excited. Gym Breakers is really cool. I love team-based tournaments. So this is going to be really, really fun to Shoutcast. Also, um, just kind of foreshadowing a little bit, maybe keep your ears open for a Mazer tournament coming up later this month. Mazer is an esports team and they have a Pokemon Go team. A lot of really awesome content creators are sponsored through Mazer and they often hold cash prize tournaments. So that is going to be a really cool opportunity coming up.
0: If you want to get in touch with the show to ask us some questions, give us suggestions for content, just say hi, then you can hit us up at pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You'll also find the links to the other projects that myself and DeFi are doing in the show notes, links, more fish and more DeFi. With that said, let's kick it back to Kyle, DeFi and Fish.
1: thank you so much fish and DeFi. i just want to say from from an outsider who who only like who understands pvp but doesn't take part it's fascinating to listen to because i understand all of the words but (laughs) so much of the context is like i just get it and i i love it i love the depth. so i feel like i am more informed for something i will not be taking part in (laughs) Uh, i wish the both of you the best of luck though in your glacial cups thank you thank you and now it's time for next section of the show i'm I'm kind of struggle with what the name of it is maybe someone could help remind me
0: uh yes carl that would be um emails no no that's terrible so let me try that again
1: email yeah like i like it shorter like emails <laughs> all right it's time for emails No voicemails today. I was going to say, like, do we have any voicemails? No no voicemails, (laughs) unfortunately.
2: And our first email comes from Albi. Dear hosts, I am eager to tell you about my amazing week for Pokemon Go. I caught a Victini, a Meluetta, a Terrakian, and a Virizian. I also caught two Shinies, a Nidoran, and a Shiny Phoebus, and a Shadow Lugia. Goodbye and good luck to you, Albie, age 12. Albie, it sounds like you had an amazing week. It sounds like you completed a lot of those special researches to get you your Victini and Meloetta. Ah, shiny, the shiny Nidoran family, both the male and the female lines are awesome. So congratulations. It sounds like you had a really good week.
1: Thank you so much, Albie, for the email. The next one is from Seth, and he said, Christopher, Kyle. Oh, how long it's been. I've been rather mute on the Discord and hashtag team email for quite longer than I expected. See, everybody probably thought I wasn't going to say it this episode, (laughs) but I did. And in the time since a lot has changed for me personally, in preparation for a cross-country move, my free time started to shrink smaller and smaller as the days went on. Couple that with in-game events that I personally didn't find very engaging, and you've got yourself a recipe for a lack of playing Pogo and listening to the podcast. I'm ashamed to admit that until this past weekend, I hadn't listened to an episode since episode 146, but that just means I've got nearly six months of episodes ready to binge. I'm excited to hear what I've missed and ready to fall back in love with Go. Shiny vibes all, Seth 7. In follow-up email the very next day. Hi, hello. Just needed to give you a small update. Since emailing you earlier today, I've had a great day. Coincidence? I think not. Anyways, today I caught a shiny Beldum during spotlight hour, a hundo piplup on my lunch break, and a hundo mudkip on my walk after work. This is further proof that listening to GoCast results in shinies, hundos, and overall luck. Even more shiny vibes to all, Seth. Well, welcome back, Seth. I'm glad that you are able to have more time to play Go. It's it's totally okay when life gets at you of not being able to play some hobbies and stuff it's kind of just how it it happens but it's always there waiting for you when you come back as are we forever and, and ever, ever. <laughs> and ever and ever <laughs> and have to let, you'll have to let us know how your six months worth of binging goes and how it it's like to have just a little time capsule of six months ago i had my own time capsule experience last week in regards to the podcast and it's a uh, It's a fun time.
0: Last, we have Devonte, who says, Howdy, I was wondering, when do you think we will get an avatar overhaul? I would love to see a big update to give us more customization options. As a bald-headed dude with tattoos, I'd love to be able to accurately represent myself in the game. To go even bigger than that, I'd love to see more options for disabled people in the game. The Xbox did a really nice job with their avatar updates, including deeper customization options and quite a few options for folks in wheelchairs and with prosthetic limbs. More inclusion for people is always a good thing. I think 2022 would be the perfect time to give their avatar game a huge update. As always, shiny side up and shiny vibes all. PS, what do you think rare candies taste like? I've officially put them in the category of Scooby Snacks. Looks tempting, but probably instant regret. Um, I could not agree with you more about the avatars. At least, um, I yes. was wondering, um, myself a little while ago, like why are there, why is there only like one body type? Like there's a whole bunch of different body types out there. Um, yeah. De- like options for, for wheelchairs and and other disabilities, tattoos. Yeah. Great, great ideas. I,
1: I agree completely. I think the avatars are, uh, pfft fail of massive proportions just because so many people would be all over it if they could customize their avatar more everyone wants to make their character look like themselves Hmm. or a fictional character they're trying to recreate i suppose and this current system is very weak we have some great clothes though we do have some really (laughs) good clothes
0: they're getting better and better with poses
1: Mm -hmm. the poses was a good step in the right direction
0: Um, This is just
2: kind of an additional thing, but I think it'd be really great if the how gendered the clothes are could be different or if Mm -hmm. there was a way Mm because there are some outfits that are still locked like female only or male only. I think like the fisherman outfit, things like that, and just fixing some of the gendered looks of the clothes, I think would be another good place to look for an improvement on the avatar system
1: absolutely yeah. 100% agreed also what do rare candies taste like now, now that i've had to think about it I, I picture them as they're like pure 100% sugar like so much sugar that if you were to squeeze it it would crumble apart completely in your hand so it would taste terrible to eat
0: maybe they're like um everlasting gobstoppers
1: all right they're just uh just... all the flavors but never gets like so many layers (laughs) yeah and just never get smaller
2: i was thinking like a rainbow slushy
1: all right like a rainbow snow cone thank you so much devante that leaves us with only one more section of the show and it's time for goals and unlike last week i i can't let the two of you leave without setting some kind of goal of some kind (laughs) for next week you guys can go last I have Chris's goals. He sent them in. He was prepared because Chris is always prepared. So Chris will go first. He wants a shiny Zekrom and or Reshiram. He wants to hit his 25 kilometers walked. One million experience. Finish the Stardust Challenge and finish Mischief Unbound. Special research. So that's a, that's a good collection and I'm stealing two of them because it's easy to steal. <laughs> I'm also going to finish the Stardust challenge. It's like, what, 120,000 Stardust? It's not very much. I want to finish Mischief Unbound, and I want to do 25 matches of Go Battle League. So it's it's a start. Yeah, that's doable. All right. Which one of you wants to go first?
0: I'll do it. I think just the main thing I want to aim for is, uh, I remember this being... Kind of what I was going for last time I was on, as in not last week, the, the previous time, where it was season-long goals. So, I, I really want to hit Elite this time. I was like a couple of hundred spots on the global leaderboard away from reaching that target last time. I ah. think I can do it this time. I've had a couple of very good months.
1: Elite is my goal. Oh, that's a good season-long goal. Still leaderboard, by mm-hmm. the way.
2: Yeah. My goal is going to be to for season long is going to be to stay in that self top thousand. <laughs> um, cause like this last month, I, cause I got, to, I was doing so good. I had such a strong start. And then brawler cup was rough for me, but I'm still around like 500. So I think it'd be really cool to be able to stay in top thousand um, for just short-term girl goals. I want to be able to build my glacial cup team, I also want to complete Mischief Unbound. I just haven't done any raids. I need to do some raids and uh, complete the Stardust Challenge. 120,000 Stardust isn't that much. I think if I do pretty consistent battling, I could hit rank 20 by next week, Thursday. I don't think it takes that if I'm at rank 14 now. I think.
1: Probably, yeah. If If you do a lot of battling, I think you can do it.
2: I think that would be a good goal because I really like Great League (laughs) Remix. So I want to battle now while I'm enjoying it. Um, Because when I get to Ultra League, that's probably one of my least favorites. So I think that would be a good, good thing to work on.
1: All right. And that's our show. Now, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can check out our website at gocastpodcast.com. Message us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gocastpodcast. And if monetary value is not your thing or it's not in the cards, uh, leaving us a review is very much appreciated on your choice of podcast listening, except for Spotify still, especially with all these Spotify rafts being played. Waiting.
2: I'm still I'm also waiting for Google podcasts because I would (laughs) love to leave you a review where I listen. I, I just I can't.
1: Lastly, we got a shout out to our elite trainer patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Modder, and Devante. And with that, we are done for this week. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye.